Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, episode 69, recorded Monday, October 11th, 2021. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hi again, everyone. And thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerpino. Well, I hope that your fall is off to a great start. I know we've had some very nice weather up here in New England, and we are just starting to see the colors of autumn pop out here in Connecticut. It is definitely a spectacular time of year. As for the podcast... I've been working a lot over the past couple of weeks with Molly Hale, who heads up the ambassador program at Verbal. That's V-U-R-B-L. And we continue to push ahead with some ideas for really moving the scuba diving category along. As we go forward, I will be publishing some work exclusively on Verbal, so stay tuned for that. I will continue to evolve the podcast over time and hopefully add some new content as we close out 2021 and look ahead to 2022. It's hard to believe that soon I'll be starting Season 4. Today's show will feature a recap of the 2021 Boston Sea Rovers annual show. We just got back from a fantastic weekend at the 67th Clinic, and it was great to see so many old friends. Another milestone for the Boston Sea Rovers. But before we do that, we're going to kick off episode 69 with our news and information segment, Wet Notes. So here we go. This is Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio for Monday, October 11th, 2021. First up today, I want to give you a little bit of a follow-up on the Sea Life Sport Diver smartphone housing that I talked about on the last show. Well, in the latest edition of Sport Diver magazine, there was a short article that said that Paddy Club members get 20% off. Now, according to my calculation, that would be about $60. So if you join Paddy Club for around $50, you come out ahead. Now, I reached out to Patty to find out just how the rebate would work. And according to Andy Lesser, Patty's chief consumer officer, members have access to a special membership benefit benefit page that provides a link and a code for the discount. It also stated in the article that Patty Club members get 20% off of selected electronic learning courses. I also got that list from Andy and it's pretty extensive. There are 17 courses on the list, and it includes advanced open water, rescue, nitrox, and quite a few specialties. Paddy Club sounds like a great bargain all around. Now, I'm planning on having Andy come on the show and talk a little bit more about Paddy Club, 
So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, check it out at www.scubadiving.com slash paddyclub45. And you can get a free 45-day trial. Back in May, I told you about a design contest that Eichelite was having for this year's Pick or It Didn't Happen t-shirt. Well, I hadn't seen anything as to a winner or a winning design, so I reached out to Eichelite to get an update. And I did get a message back from Gene. I'm guessing that's Gene Rydberg, the head of Eichelite. Gene told me that surprisingly, they did not get any submissions for the contest and that they will try again in the future with a little more promotion. Now, that would be a good idea because it was very difficult to find information about the contest. I think I needed to get to their blog and search around a bit. But they did put together a design in-house, and they should be releasing the t-shirt sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'll be on the lookout and keep you updated. I'm guessing it will be available under their logo wear section of the website. Now, when Shearwater released their Peregrine dive computer, I was a bit surprised that it was not air integrated. I actually thought that they would event- that eventually Shearwater would release an AI version of the Peregrine. But I was wrong to think that. Last weekend, when I was up at the Boston Sea Rovers Clinic, I stopped by to talk to Kurt McNamee, who heads up U.S. sales for Shearwater. Now, Kurt said they do not ever intend to release an air-integrated version of the Peregrine. He told me that it would really push up the price of that computer and not serve the market for this very affordable Shearwater computer. So if you're on the fence because you're thinking that there will be an upgrade, no need to wait. The Peregrine as we know it is here for a while, and it's an absolutely spectacular dive computer. Now, if you are into coral reef conservation and want to get away in March of next year, you might consider going to the Coral Restoration Foundation's Raise the Reef Gala. This will be their eighth annual gala, and next year it looks like it will be held at the Ocean Reef Club in Key Largo. Raise the Reef guests will have the opportunity to stay at the Ocean Reef Club, which is normally reserved for members only. I took a look at the Ocean Reef Club's website, and it's pretty impressive. It looks like the Coral Restoration Foundation has partnership with Orvis, you know, the high-end Swiss watch company, and Orvis is donating three beautiful Carries Ford Reef limited edition watches to be auctioned off at the event. I can't even imagine how much they will go for. Now, you also might consider being a sponsor for the event. Sponsors will have high visibility impact at the event, positioning themselves as credible stewards of the ocean. Now, the specific date wasn't mentioned, nor was there anything mentioned about pricing on the site. So you'll have to contact Martha Rossler at Coral Restoration Foundation. Her email is martha at coralrestoration.org. In case you missed it, Reef had their 12th annual Florida Keys Lionfish Derby and Festival, and it concluded on September 12th. Turns out there were 20 teams of fishers who brought in an amazing 1,215 of the invasive lionfish. 
Now, with the generous help of the sponsors, they were able to award about $6,000 in cash. Some of the categories included the team with the most catch, the largest, and the smallest lionfish. Now, the team with the most lionfish came in with 564. The largest lionfish caught was about 17 inches, or 436 millimeters. And the smallest was just 77 millimeters, or about 3 inches. I'd like to give a shout-out to the sponsors of the Derby, including the Ocean Reef Conservation Association, the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission, Postcard Inn Resorts and Marina, Sharky's Shark Bite Grill, Forever Young Charter Company, the Triad Foundation, and the Masera Foundation. If you've missed this year, maybe you can mark your calendars for the 13th Annual Reef Lionfish Derby, September 8th to the 11th, 2022. And finally, I just came across a blog from Patty on the 12 resorts with the best house reefs. It was great to see that Sunset House on Grand Cayman made the list. If you've listened to your next dive here on the show, you'll know that I absolutely love diving this house reef. I cannot wait until the Caymans are opened up again, hopefully in February. But if you're interested in learning more about the other 11 spots, check out the Patty blog on the 12 resorts with the best house reefs. Just go to blog.patty.com and search for house reefs. Well, that's all for this October 11th, uh, 2021 edition of Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio. Back in early March 2020, I had just returned from the 66th annual Boston Sea Rovers Clinic in Danvers, Massachusetts. After I get back, I decided to write an article, and I titled it, Does the Boston Sea Rovers Annual Clinic Still Matter? We had just started the dramatic and unprecedented lockdowns due to the COVID-19 worldwide pandemic, and little did we know that we would still be battling the virus 18 months later. But my assessment in that article was, you bet it does. Well, I never did anything with that article. I filed it away inside the 2020 program and went about life. The Boston Sea Rovers, however, didn't let the pandemic stop them from successfully keeping their record going. The 67th Annual Clinic was held on October 2nd and 3rd, 2021. The early decision to move from the the traditional March time frame to October brought the time to get things opened up and safely stage the show. Monty and I have been working with the Boston Sea Rovers for about three years now in helping them with the clinic, and it has been a labor of love. But let's dive deeper into this year's event. The show was held, as I said, on Saturday, October 2nd and Sunday, October 3rd. But before the official show actually opens, there are a number of workshops held on Friday, 
including the public safety workshop coordinated by Monty, and several workshops on underwater photography and training on visual tank inspection, a full day of knowledge. Now, Friday night, we attended the speaker's cocktail party as guests of the Sea Rovers. Because speakers don't get paid at the clinic, the Sea Rovers thank them with this cocktail party. It is a great time to socialize as it gets pretty hectic starting Saturday morning. It was at the cocktail party that I received my blue badge as a friend of the Boston Sea Rovers. I was honored to be recognized and am proud to be affiliated with the Rovers. What a great way to start off the clinic. This year, the daytime seminars featured 39 different presentations. Now, they were grouped in categories that included public safety diving, photography and video, dive technology, shipwrecks and maritime history, exotic places, marine science and conservation, coral reef ecosystems, and local diving. So you can see there is a little bit for everyone. One of the really cool things about this show was that it was probably the first time since the pandemic that many of the exhibitors were doing a live show. In reality, the last time they were actually were on the road at a show was March 2020 at the Boston Sea Rovers. There were over 40 booths set up. Even with the uncertainty of the COVID situation, the exhibitors came out and they know it was great to see them. Also, this year is the 65th anniversary of the sinking of the Andrea Doria. The Boston Sea Rovers have a long history with the Andrea Doria, starting with the first dive on the wreck by Peter Gimble and team. Peter was a Boston Sea Rover. So to mark this event, there was an exhibit of artifacts from the Andrea Doria on display in the exhibit hall. And that, that display included the ship's bell, the foghorn, the helm, and other various pieces of china. Traditionally, the highlight of the show is the Saturday Night Film Festival. Normally, people are lined up for an hour or more in advance. This year, because of the pandemic, the film festival was capped at 60% of the normal capacity to allow for spacing within the hall. But there were still a lot of people waiting to enter. The film festival's master of ceremonies this year was Dr. Greg Scomo. His wit and humor created a great atmosphere. This year, Joel and Jennifer Penner presented their work, sharing their passion for ocean conservation. And then Rick Simons and Jennifer Saletti uh, did a presentation on their recently completed expedition to the Lusitania, and it was mesmerizing. We were then taken north of the 50th parallel by, in Canada by Michelle Lebrec and Julie Wimet, and we were introduced to Anticosti Island. To cap off the night, Howard and Michelle Hall amazed us with clips from their new production, Soul of the Ocean. A fantastic night. Sunday revolves around more seminars, workshops, and visits to the exhibit hall. The show wraps up around 4 p.m., and it was really encouraging to, to see that most people stay to the very end, 
and take advantage of the various talks. As we look ahead for the next couple of years, 2022 and 2023, the plan is to keep the show in this new October time frame. The Boston Sea Rovers, however, will evaluate this time frame and get feedback from attendees and exhibitors to see if there could be a switch back to March. One of the things we did not have to contend with this year was the change of time to daylight savings. When the show took place in March, it seemed to occur over the the time change weekend, which made for a tough wake up on Sunday morning. Also, we avoided snow. Seems like we were always the target of a late winter uh, snow event during the show's weekend. As I reflect back on the weekend, I gotta say that I always come back energized and motivated. Maybe it's because I get to see a lot of folks who are passionate about scuba diving. Or maybe it's because one of the presenters that has me thinking about exploring something new or exploring something old. One of the last presentations that I attended was titled Fort Weatherall, Muck Diving in New England. Now, if you've ever heard me talk on the show about Fort Weatherall, it's one of our primary training locations. Well, this presentation by Ashley Erktgen was eye-opening and gives me a whole new appreciation for this go-to dive site. So now it's time to get back to work on the 2022 Boston Sea Rovers Clinic. I'm already looking forward to next October 1st and 2nd. Mark your calendars now for the 68th annual Boston Sea Rovers Clinic. It was certainly a great weekend at the Boston Sea Rovers. It demonstrated that with tenacity and good planning, an in-person scuba show is possible. I'm hoping that we see this when we go out and attend the DEMA show in a couple of weeks out in Las Vegas. Congratulations to Nick Faza and all of the Boston Sea Rovers for a job well done. Once again, thank you for listening to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm very appreciative of all the support and for those who continue to listen to the podcast. I'll be back again soon with another episode. Stay tuned for more. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. <laughs>